Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. If you are somebody who wants to up your game in terms of your career, maybe you're a professional or maybe a a company owner, leader of a team, but you're feeling that this isn't where I should be or this isn't the growth that I should have experienced so far in my life, why is that not happening? We're going to look at opportunities that can be uncovered when you work with somebody that gives you clarity, a little bit of confidence, direction, and she does just that. She's an amazing leadership coach, also does professional and personal development and so much more. We're going to talk with her today. Lori Cavallero joins us on the program. Welcome back. Thanks, Steve. So glad to be here. Great having you here. I'm real curious. What do you hear from people nowadays? Here we are couple of years out of COVID, some career changes, maybe some consideration of a career change. You're just leading a team in general. What's, what's, what's going on? What's on the ground right now? Yeah, I would say that, you know, since COVID, a couple of things. One, I hear a lot about um, from professionals is they don't really want to be back in the office, right? They enjoy kind of working from home or at least having sort of a flexible work arrangement. Um, So I definitely hear a lot about that. Um, But I also hear that a lot of people, COVID kind of made them do a lot of self-reflection and really thinking about what do they want to do with their career and is what they have been doing for years, you know, still right for them. Um, So I think there's just a lot of people in transition right now. Uh, You know, transition is a great way to put it. And yeah, COVID was like the great shakeup, whether it physically or mentally changed us, or it just put that question of doubt in your mind. Wait a minute. You know, I could look at it this way. I could look at it that way. And it's funny that you mentioned about going back to the office. I just read something, some research done of major companies that reveals that the companies haven't really improved with the employees coming back. And they, they basically, the people that did the studies and the research said, basically it was a power struggle where the, the companies wanted to just have the upper hand in saying, yeah, you guys got to come back to work. It really didn't help overall. Yeah, I've definitely heard the same. And um, it's really kind of a, a shame in a way, because I do think that um, employees, there's a lot of people who can work very effectively at home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jobs that can be done very effectively at home. Um, so I think it's really um, important for leadership of a company to really explain to the employees, either try to work with the employees and say, is this person you know, somebody who's very effective working at home um, as well as in the office and or is their job, could their job be done effectively at home before just kind of making that sort of blanket statement, everybody's got to come back to work. Yeah, I think there has to be some balance there these days, at least trying to work, maybe doing some compromise and seeing what really could be done for the individual um, and what also would be effective for the company. So I really feel like, you know, that's, that's needed today. I, I totally agree. And it's interesting when I talk with friends, some will say, oh, I just, it's so hard working from home. I miss being around people. And then you have others or the same that when they go to the office, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> it goes like both ways. Yeah, it does because some people really enjoy that people interaction, right? And mm-hmm. so they get energized by that or it helps them with their job. And then other people really feel like they'd rather work, they work better by themselves. So yeah, it really does depend on the individual and it depends on the job too. So yeah. 
What holds people back? And I know one of the things that you do is is finding those blocks within us. Mm-hmm. When we say those blocks, is that something that goes back to our childhood, our subconscious? Is that is that where we're going with that? In, many times it can be. Um, I have seen that a lot, um, but it is really about uncovering things that um, we've learned from, from we've experienced in our life, um, and sometimes at a, a very early, early on in your life, that has kind of shaped and molded who we are today. Um, sometimes it's innate. It could be within you. You were born with it, and it could also be a combination of that and the experiences you've had in your environment growing up. So it really is important for, I think, all people to really do some level of self-reflection, um, perhaps working with a coach you know, or a therapist as well can help with, with some of this as well, is really looking at yourself holistically and saying, what is blocking me or what's holding me back from being the best version of myself? And one of the things that you know, I had mentioned to you is that I was trained in and do core energy coaching. Mm. So it's kind of unique to my business which is where we really look at that unique combination of people's thoughts, emotions, attitudes, and beliefs and see how that really drives their actions and reactions to things that come up in the world. I am so, so, I am I, so on your page. Like literally and figuratively, I'm on that page of your website where we talk about the Energy Leadership Index. And I'm a, in, my, in my journey in the last, say, two, three years, that's where I started really picking up on a, in a big way about energy and how it can work in your favor or work against you. Can we can we go down that rabbit hole right now? Sure. Um, what would you like to know about it? Okay. So different levels of energy, the fact that I guess we should get it all out there in the beginning that mm-hmm. everything is energy. We are energy. We put out energy, we transmit it, we receive it. Uh, The piece of paper you're holding in your hand, the chair you're sitting on is also energy, different type of energy, but it's all there. But a lot of times we don't realize it. And even right down to the energy we put into our thoughts, let's say we have a client that may be expressing a little negativity and right away in your brain, you're like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to cancel. You know, it's been years and now they're going to cancel. Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose that. It's going to be a lot of money. You're derailing it right there. You're self-sabotaging it by having that thought whereby it's probably not even the case. Flip it around and say, yeah, you know what? I'll just uh, give them a little more attention, a little more love. It's all going to be great. Fantastic. And then they might even spend up spending, uh, might wind up spending even more money. You never know how it's going to yeah. go. That's that. That's yeah. my my view of the energy. I don't know if that's in line with what you think. It is absolutely. Um, that's right on. I mean, people can self sabotage themselves in all different kinds of situations if they really don't sort of do that self reflection and kind of look at, you know, what how are they showing up in their work life and in their personal life? What kind of attitudes and beliefs are they? Um, you know, exhibiting with others. And a lot of times people don't even know that they may be showing up or exhibiting negative energy. And so what I was trained on core energy coaching with a company called um, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, and they have a proprietary 
research-backed tool created by that organization that's called the Energy Leadership Index, which you, which you referenced. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it measures, it only takes about 20 minutes um, for a client to complete it, and it gives back information that um, measures the average resonating energy they're exhibiting on a normal day and also when they're under extreme stress. So it really helps uncover um, you know, what's not serving them in a positive way and when they're exhibiting negative energy, um, how they may be getting triggered, what triggers them, why they're triggered. And then what I do as a coach is then help them to be able to look at all of that, uncover where that may be coming from, and then um, help them strategize in ways that, that they can shift their mindset around these triggers so that they have more, you know, can be more productive and have more of a positive level of energy in their personal and professional life. Wow. I love it. What a, what a, what a cool concept. It's almost as if it's like we take our blood pressure, you take it, you know, at rest or let's say in a stressful situation, it almost sounds the same way, but just, you know, insert the energy for blood pressure. Exactly. It really is. It's so, so important. I think that people are becoming more aware of this today there's an, a lot about mindfulness yeah. right and meditation and it's becoming more mainstream that people are aware of um you know they're just more self-aware and or maybe want to be more self-aware and this is definitely a great kind of coaching and, and kind of tool that can really kickstart that um for them and give them incredible and powerful insights into themselves to help them move forward in a positive way one question on this, when we talk about the index and you get a, a number, baseline, whatever it might be, how is it given to you? Is it like a 10 scale? Um, I'm just, you know, hypothetical here, but what do you, what do you wind up walking away with when you do the assessment? Well, to be honest, it's, uh, there's seven levels of energy um, that, you know, IPEC, you know, has, has found to be, you know, most prevalent that they base this assessment on. And what I do is um, I do like a 60 to 90 minute debrief with the individual about the results um, of the Energy Leadership Index. And what it gives them is it will give them sort of an average um, scale of each of the seven levels of energy. So which one are they showing up most with? What's the secondary? What's the third? But it's more complex than that and probably too complex for me to really describe here. But they do walk away with, just gain a greater understanding of, you know, again, kind of what levels of energy they they resonate in most um, and what areas they may want to do some work on to improve and raise that level of energy. And also to look at that, how they're exhibiting or behaving when they're under extreme stress. So it just creates a real awareness. um, And again, that's where they can start to make some shifts and some changes um, for the better. So interesting. We might not even realize that we're expounding so much energy in a negative area. Like, uh, you know, I can't believe this happened to me. But I, you know, again, you know, I lost another account. Oh, you know, you're the victim. Why are you putting energy into that uh, where you could be looking at it in a different way? But super cool. I mean, radically, that the fact that you harness the power of energy or the understanding in it uh, I would think makes you very different. I really do. Yeah, it, it really is quite um, an um, important, um, you know, aspect of life, I think. And one of the things, too, I think that 
as, as a coach that really helps with this is I've worked in, I've worked for over 30 years in corporate human resources. And what I've seen throughout my career in working with various leaders and professionals is they don't, people don't always know how they're, how they're showing up with their energy level. And again, you know, I've seen so much of that in my career and have seen so, you know, how powerful something like this can be. So, yeah, I'm very, very passionate about it. And I've learned my own ways to recognize, of course, my own energy and where I'm showing up and noticing when I'm triggered. That's half the battle, honestly, is understanding and recognizing, oh, my gosh, my energy just level went from here to here. And now, how can I start to think about this to shift my mindset, my, my mindset, and bring myself back up? So, yeah, let's very, look at that. Very cool. Let's look at that for just a, a second when we um, when we talk about that energy and and where it goes and what you've learned, especially in the HR area. Uh, mm-hmm. That's got to have been so impactful for you because you saw the other side of. Uh, people's lives. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. just, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way, but just, you know, robotically leading a team every day, rinse and repeat. No, you got like deep into the, the trenches, uh, trenches of personal lives to see that energy aspect of it. Do you find that that's uh, added a lot to your coaching? It definitely has. It's really made me kind of uniquely positioned, I think, in some ways to work with leaders and individuals because I have that, you know, that work concept, right, in that background and how it's impacted people. So, um, yeah, I can really help them in that way. But one of the things, again, I have seen to what you were just mentioning is how much a leader can impact an individual on their team or the team as a whole um, by just exuding, you know, negative energy and how that really brings down the engagement and the productivity of workers, you know, when they're constantly exposed to that negative energy. I mean, I've experienced it myself, which, again, is partly why I decided to go from transition from HR into coaching is because I really wanted to kind of pay that forward um, from some of the lessons I've learned um, along the way. And, yeah, it's, it's really important for individuals to understand how they show up and how that is negatively impacting others and how they can get so much out of others if they just lead or they partner in a more productive, positive way. When you think of your career, or even the people that you work with over over time, does it come back to you where you put them in categories? All right, well, that leader or boss, uh, they were good. They had some really good qualities there. Uh, that one over there, <laughs> that was not a, that wasn't a good situation. You know, that person showed up a lot of negative energy. Uh, th- do you see that come clear in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I do. You, you definitely, it's definitely clear to me when when a leader um, is exuding the positive behaviors, and you can see their team is really. And, and you know, we in, in HR, we'd always do like annual employee surveys. Sure. So managers would get feedback on how they're doing, and you really could recognize, not just from the survey, but when you attend their meetings, how they lead, right, and how the team is energized and working collaboratively, and when a leader is exuding that negative energy and how, you know, they really could use some, um, some coaching and, and some help to, to kind of change the way that they lead. So it does. I could see it very clearly myself for sure. Um, 
And you'd be surprised. Other people can see it as well. Oh, yeah. They may just not recognize it. What I've experienced too a lot is, and I experienced this myself personally, is that when you get any sort of negative feedback from a manager or you're starting to feel like that manager may not, you know, you know, whatever, so something negative going on or they may be condescending or whatever that may be, sometimes people can take that personally and they can think that they're really doing something wrong. Now, that person might need some improvement in what they're doing, but I've worked with a lot of people to know that most of those times, it is, I hate to say this, but it is on the manager. The manager usually is exhibiting a not very positive traits to that employee and is keeping that employee from really being um, effective and productive. So mm-hmm. there's always all sides to the story, right? But um, I have worked personally in those situations, and I have helped, helped coach many people through similar um, situations with with difficult managers. Oh yeah. There's always two sides of the story, but when others or many others on the team are giving the same story, <laughs> then we have, yeah. we have a, a challenge. I, I had dinner last week with uh, a guy who's now in the manager's role of a company that I had worked for. I still do work with them, but not in the same capacity. And everybody loves this guy. And I found myself, I looked at him last week and I said, Thanks for being honest and transparent. Like he was talking about his personal life and he's just being real. But then you look at the people that were in his office in in the same role. Previously, the guy before him lasted a couple of years. He was okay, but you didn't really trust him so much. And then the guy before that, that was there for a long time, everybody always said the same thing, that He's phony. He's just, and it, and it was real. I experienced uh, him firsthand in terms of how he led, how you dreaded when you got called down to the office. It was like being in you know <laughs> high school. It's like, oh God, I got to go into the corner pocket again. Fantastic. What's it going to be? And even though, even though it wasn't a bad situation per se, you dreaded it. You know, why did you, yeah. why did you dread it? Because of that's the, that's the way this guy was. And, yeah. And it's, but it, it just demotivates people. Um, people be, start to become anxious. They get very stressed working for that type of a manager. Yeah. And again, the people that I've coached, I've really helped them, which is what I love about what I do now, is I've really helped them be able to kind of peel back the onion. Let's look at what's going on. Let's look at what you're you know, doing. Let's look at what the feedback is giving. What are others also saying? What else is going on? And every time... There have been dynamics going on either in the organization or with a particular leader or whatever that is very negative and um, unproductive. And, and they came out of that situation feeling stronger about themselves and being able to trust themselves and their instincts better, which is just going to help them as they navigate themselves going forward. So it's, it, I hate to say it, but sometimes things do happen for a reason. And, we all have, you know, positive and negative kind of things happen to us, but you really, I do really look at those negative or challenging situations, if, as you, if you will, as a growth experience. So I always try to relay that, too, to people that I'm coaching because you really can grow and learn from those experiences and come out much better for it. When you work with somebody or you work with a company, does it begin with a, I guess, best description of fact-finding mission? Yes, I mean, it's, 
yeah, I mean, anything that we have, especially if I'm working with a leader, for example, we look at, you know, um, any of their performance reviews, um, especially if it's a leader that I'm working with them on their development. Um, if they've had any 360 reviews, um, you know, what feedback have they been given? Sometimes I'll do interviews with their manager, their peers, maybe some of their direct reports. It's gathering a lot of information and facts about what's going on with the leader and or the small business, you know, or medium-sized business or team. Um, so, yes, it really starts with, with gathering information um, about what's going on so that you can help to analyze that and, um, and work with them to, you know, start to improve things. Anything stand out in your mind in terms of uh, a success story going from point A to point B? You know, obviously, we, yeah, it's all confidential, but anything that, uh, you know, that there was a challenge in, a, uh, in an organization or office, you helped them with it or even helped maybe uncover it, and things kind of turned around? Yeah, so, well, I had a situation um, early on with um, a client who, again, she was very well-trained and educated, and she started a new job, and all of a sudden, she was you know, she was very stressed. She was really second-guessing herself. She was losing her confidence in her capabilities um, and abilities. And through coaching her, we, you know, it came out that, you know, there were other things going on in the office. There were other dynamics that were also impacting all of her coworkers. And um, as a result, um, what happened is, and, and again, it wasn't the employee I was coaching that per se went forward, but she did talk to the person in human resources about the things she was experiencing. Her coworkers also did. And before she knew it, it wasn't long before the, that leader was actually removed from the organization. So it was such a negative, there was such negativity and things going on within that environment from that manager Wow. that it, it took the guts of that employee and other employees to bring that forward, and it did, um, you know, result in that uh, in manager being removed. So, you know, and not in all cases would something like that happen, of course. Um, it could go in various directions, but I thought that that was very powerful, and she gained such incredible confidence in herself and listening to herself and listening to her intuition um, mm. from that experience. Ooh, so. ooh, you said a word that, that, that piques my attention and we're just about out of time. I'd love to get back to it. Intuition, how that looks for you, how that could look for others. Uh, great talking with you. You are like seriously a breath of fresh air for people that want to move their, their company forward, move their careers forward. How does it start? Somebody wants to work with you or even just start the conversation. They just go to your website. Yes, it's just go to my website and there's buttons to schedule, you know, work with Lori or, you know, schedule a complimentary call and, and you can just book 30 minutes on my calendar. It's free and we'll just have a good dialogue about what's going on with you in your life and, you know, and I can share how I can help and then we can decide if we want to work together. Curious question, talking about energy, do you find that you pick up on somebody since you've, you've, you're tuned in. Do you find you pick mm -hmm. up on somebody's energy pretty fast, um, even discovery call or even working with a company? Yes, I can. Um, you know, I, I can definitely pick up on, on certain people's energy just by, you know, the comments that they've made. I mean, one of the things when you're trained as a coach 
is you're really trained to listen between the words, right? Mm. Like listen to what's being said, um, you know, um, in the subtext, if you will, you know. Um, so you really start to pick up on certain traits and things. And then, then that helps you to know what kinds of questions to ask that individual. It's all about the questioning and helping them ask themselves the questions that they don't know to ask themselves to get at what's what's uncovering what's blocking them and help them move forward. So. You're, you're almost like a mirror sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we That's realize exactly what a coach is. We're like a thought partner and a mirror. Exactly. Yep. Lori, great talking with you again. The, the website, uh, give it to everybody. Uh, spell it too, just to be sure. Yep. It's www.cavalerocoaching.com. That's C-A-V-A-L-L-E-R-O coaching.com. Great having you on. Appreciate all the insight and uh, refreshing in terms of your approach, especially the energy connection. And uh, look forward next time we might get a chance to talk. Sounds great, Steve. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.